0: This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun. We might actually learn something along the way. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Hey, Dave. Ian, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. Welcome, everyone, to the first uh, installment of the Team Clear Coat Book Club. Ian, it's 2016. No one reads books anymore. I know. This was a dumb idea. But <laughs> we're going to do it anyway, because that's how we roll. Um, so on with us today is Doug DeMuro, author of Plays with Cars. Hey, Doug.
1: Hello. Hello, everyone. If you read Jalopnik, you're familiar with Doug. Uh, he put some great articles and videos up up on there. Doug, what's your official role with Jalopnik?
2: uh i guess i'm i'm a you know i'm a freelance writer so i guess i'm just i consider myself to be a columnist i don't i don't know what they would consider to me me to be aside from a pest an annoying <laughs>
1: <person>. <laughs> i like that i like that well cool man yeah so we'd love to talk to you about your book plays with cars um oh. yeah ian and i have both read the book and we really enjoyed it um oh, yeah what's that
2: some of the few you know
1: yeah. <laughs> um so if you wouldn't mind i mean we'd really like to start talking about um n- not recommending a car for uh er, not recommending a car for people that chapter that you wrote about that
2: right right yeah right i mean that's an annoyance isn't it i'm sure you guys deal with this too right we do yeah your friends your friends come to you and they say you know what so what's a good car to buy and you and you tell them You know, get a Ford Escape and then they end up with a Mitsubishi Outlander because it was $80 cheaper and they liked the the dealer, you know? (laughs)
1: Yes, yes. But I think Ian and I typically recommend vehicles that we would want and so our friends are used to not listening to us.
2: Right. This is another problem. You you, You recommend stuff that's cool that car people find is cool. I mean... I mean, and and then you end up, uh, they're saying, well, I went and drove that thing, and it's weird, and it's too expensive, there's only two of them in the whole country. And you're like, yeah, but that's what makes it cool. Right? (laughs) Exactly.
1: No, you can't find parts anywhere. You're going to have to make them out of papier-mâché, but this is the car you should buy.
2: (laughs) Right, exactly. The Saab Turbo X, right? That's the
1: Yes, (laughs) which is a car Ian owns. Yes, as you've heard. Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, Have you had any recent encounters with that lately? No, I actually now tell people that I
2: won't recommend them cars. Oh really? To the point. I mean, it, it, it's just gotten terrible. I've, unless they're family, and I have an obligation, but even then, I just spend my the whole time trying to. I just want to kill myself, right? Okay. <laughs> you just don't- you don't want to deal with any... You know they're not going to listen to you. You don't want to deal with these people, right? It's a terrible situation. They end up buying some car because they liked it when they were a kid or something like that. It's, this is so stupid, you know?
1: True. Ian and I are both IT folks, so, I mean, we do have to deal with the, the which computer that should I buy. Um, yeah. Right. You know? Right. So,
0: so there's a lot of parallels there. Like, oh, you just went out and got, you know... What okay. makes it worse for me is that as Dave can attest to, because he's seen me try to use a computer before. <laughs> I'm not the kind of IT guy who can recommend a computer. So it's just it's a disaster. And I try to tell people, and they're just like, oh, you're just trying to get out of it. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and I'm just like, no. It's basically just like if someone asks me what SUV they should buy, I'm like, I'm not that kind of car guy. I don't, I don't <laughs> know.
2: I always have an explanation, but I, now, I, I actually got one the other day, and I now limit it to maybe one text message. You get one text. I tell you why I like it, and that's it. And then you're on your own. And okay. If, if I tell you to buy a Hyundai Tucson and you go buy an Outlander, then you've made that decision. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. After after that one, <laughs> that one message is all I'm going to give you. you know?
1: are, are Are there any requirements gatherings, or or do you just have like a default that you fire off like yeah, Mitsubishi I mean, Mirage?
2: I've been lucky enough to drive all these cars, right? So anybody who comes to me and wants a new car, I kind of know the segment. So I always know. If you come, you want a small SUV. I know which ones to say. I say them, and that's my piece, and then and then we're done. You know. And if it's the same story, compact car, luxury car, whatever, uh, and 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 so I always have an idea of what to say. But then you know, I, I don't want any part of that after that. I'm not going to come to the dealer with you. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to tell you why the you know the one you've selected is actually the best one and and, and validate your decision for you. It's just a, I don't want to be part of that. Okay. <laughs> the whole thing is just awful.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it requires an amount of energy that I don't know if I'm ever going to get back.
2: Right. You um, should be paid for this kind of
1: thing. Well, yeah, for for, cer- for certain individuals. I mean, like the casual acquaintances and stuff like that. But like you said, for family members and, you know, people that you love, like, that's it's a little different. But it also makes it a little bit harder sometimes. Yeah, yeah. right.
2: Especially because they can come back to you, right? If you if you give them a bad suggestion, they can come back to you and uh, be like, you, I was going to buy a Toyota and you told me to buy this Hyundai and... You know, and I had a flat tire. <laughs> well, that's right. That
1: right. That, that's why my family only has my burner phone number.
2: <laughs> that's a great idea. Give me a Google voice number. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Boo-doo-doo>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys are much smarter than me because I take that question as an opportunity to win an argument. <laughs> <laughs> okay so All right. so like i had a friend a couple months ago who asked me for a recommendation for an suv yeah. and i was like well what are your requirements and because instantly you're trying to back them out of an suv well no i, I was just genuinely like well, okay what are your what are your requirements and he gave me the exact requirements for fast wagon like he was like i need something that's fun to drive it needs right. to swallow a bunch of stuff and um it needs to be cool and i was like well that's a fast wagon and then i would try to he would try to talk me out of that and just be like well but i want an suv and then it was you know i was basically just like well i i clearly can't help you okay
2: so and then he bought a rav4 or something right
0: Uh, yeah i don't remember what he ended up with but it was something (laughs) along those lines you you changed your google voice number at that
1: point Yeah. yeah yeah
2: that's when you that's when you move along new. That's when you change jobs. If it's a colleague you're like, All right. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm, <laughs>
0: 2 weeks notice in. Yep, <laughs> got to hand in my notice.
2: <laughs> that's a, you, know, you can't tell your colleagues that you're into cars, right? Because then they'll they'll latch on. And the worst one is when I get mechanical questions. I'm not very mechanically inclined, but even if I was, you know, "Hey, I might heard a noise on the way in this morning." Well, yeah, "I hope your mechanic it's not too expensive when you go to the mechanic, you know."
0: <laughs> yeah, exploding gas tank? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I I I don't know. I I draw the parallel to I I used to work in a music store and people would come in and sing parts of songs to me. <laughs> and yeah.
2: Uh, so, yeah. That that really occurs? People oh,
1: oh up? yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And also I'm kind of a little tone deaf, so it's really lost on me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the that, that
0: this revelation of david's or david uh, Dave's, uh, <laughs> thank you tone, father tone, tone deafness explains a great deal about his music choices a- honestly <laughs> apex twin yes yeah yeah tones you don't really need tones uh so
1: um So when Ian and I are recommending cars for people, a lot of times what we do is we look at Craigslist and Craigslist plays a very prominent role in your book. So we would, we would really like to talk to you more about Craigslist.
2: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I haven't done much on Craigslist in forever. We bought a, I bought that PT Cruiser I crushed. I bought that on Craigslist. But other than that, uh, the last time I dealt with Craigslist was when I sold that Prius. I think that story's in the book. I sold that Prius to that guy. Yes. Uh, that poor guy who drove up from Nashville and he had a flat tire on the way and uh and that car's still on the road. Which I always Carfax all my old cars as, as often as I can. Every three months, every ninety days, we have a big party.
0: Okay, <laughs> I like that. I like that.
2: Yeah, it's worth doing.
0: So what's and, the what's the biggest surprise you found in in those like retroactive Carfax things you've you've
2: done? Oh, I'll tell you, I have a great story, and I got I got to write this up. In fact, I got I got to put this in the next book. The um the we're
0: getting an exclusive exclusive yeah.
2: this i only just found this out a couple weeks ago and i tweeted it but i haven't done anything with it i carfax my own cars and i i came across i had a mercedes g-wagon briefly which i love. Yep. and I, I mean it's a horrid car and you look like a complete asshole but it's actually a great car to drive and so i i i uh i carfaxed it and it was involved in an accident and on carfax for twenty dollars you can buy the accident report yes twenty dollars is stupid right? i'm not going but i was like you know i want to know what happened so I, I paid the money and i clicked the accident report and it was a uh it, i read start reading it it was a hit and run whoa and i get further on and it's a multiple fatality hit and run what and, and i'm like oh my god so i Google because how many multiple fatality hit and runs can there be it was in tampa of
0: course it was in
2: florida <laughs> of course naturally guy, guy with a g-wagon hit and run with two fatalities of course it's in florida there's nowhere else <laughs> oh,
1: the story's writing itself
2: Right, exactly. So anyway, so the, I look it up and by God, the guy was driving on a bridge late at night and he hit two people who were crossing the bridge illegally, but still, he he then drove away and, um, and there's this great security footage on the local news websites of my G-Wagon no. street with a smashed up, you know, front end. What? And, uh, and the cops, you know, from some business nearby and the cops, to their credit, uh, you know they got tips. If you're get, by the way, if you're going to do a hit and run, G wagon, wrong car. <laughs> <laughs> so the cops got tips. It was a Mercedes G wagon, and damn it, if they didn't knock on every door in Tampa until they found the one with the smashed up front end, and they arrested the guy. And, and that was only a few months ago, and he's on trial now. So that, yeah, that was the craziest thing that I found. And it was real, obviously it's a sad situation, but it was also just a crazy story. I'm like, oh my god. My- that- my old car is like a murder machine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the that is the chapter title right there.
0: Yeah. So what, what offer did you make to the insurance company to buy it back?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't want anything to do with that. In fact, the the police report said that the, the people's skin cells were found oh. on the front of the car. Oh, so I'm done with that and I don't know what's gonna happen to that car now, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hitting every branch on the way. It was one of the very 1st 0 O2G wagons ever to come to America, and now it's like it's gone further and further. It Was it originally in Boston, and now and then I got it. Now it's in Florida, hitting people, and eventually <laughs> exported to Nicaragua or something, probably.
1: Yes, yes. To eventually, your car is going to wind up in the hands of ISIS. Thanks, Doug. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I, no, I think I think
0: Doug's on the right track, though. I think it's more. It's just more going closer and closer to the cocaine trade, which is it's just like natural habitat. I feel. like. <laughs> what, what were you going to say, Doug? I'm sorry.
2: No, that's exactly right. I think I think that's exactly right. That the car is the car is heading further and further into the wrong hand. it's <laughs> to the hands of a criminal, and soon it'll be in 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 Central America, you know, doing God knows what.
0: <laughs> oh God, oh God. This so this is going to be so when you write it up, this is going to be like the cautionary, like this is why you shouldn't uh, Carfax your cars, yeah,
2: right? Probably. I mean, I I wish I didn't know any of that, <laughs> right? Like, I, yeah, I'm better off not knowing about that. It's uh, <laughs> It's actually rare though I've had some interesting cars, and so they often they often haven't been in accidents they're, they're cars people have preserved, but that one uh, wow. is a different situation so
1: that's
0: yeah that's craziness
2: yeah, it is it is
1: <laughs> it, uh, oh man um, yeah, so you haven't you haven't been on Craigslist much i mean we we normally troll Craigslist quite a bit just to see what's out there in Denver you
2: know I, I don't know I mean I just haven't had that much I, I i only buy cars now to write about, and so I haven't you know i've my readers make me buy expensive cars now, so I have yeah, they do need to go on and like, try to find a, you know, a PT Cruiser to crush or, <laughs> or something like that for a while. But, uh, but no, I mean, Craigslist is a dream, right? Like it, especially in your area. In Colorado, there's so many weird cars.
1: Right? Yeah. We, we do get quite a few. Um, I mean, you know, every now and then, a, a manual transmission W8 Passat shows up.
2: <laughs> right. It, and that's nowhere else. And like 325iX, you get weird, really weird stuff like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then you get like the, cause I think it's partly to do with, and you know, being you're from Denver. So you, you get this, the, the, uh, the crazy mix up of politics and people who live here. So yeah. you get like the 325 IX of like the, you know, the yuppie who lived here in the eighties. And right. then you also get like the crazy rat rod project car from <laughs> some <laughs> idiot in the mountains. Right. Oh. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, and and stuff people bring in from California that has no business being in Colorado and yeah. it's too expensive and, and, and Texas and which can help. I mean, I have a buddy who just bought a mint land cruiser from Texas from a guy who just moved to Colorado and he wasn't complaining about, you know, no rust, no winters, that kind of thing.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. But
2: that sort of stuff, I guess, you guys, yeah, it's a very weird group of, uh, between the ultra-liberal hippie mountain towns and the crazy conservative plains. you can probably find just about any vehicle you want in uh, on Colorado, Denver Craigslist. That's or true. Or Craigslist or whatever.
1: Yep. Yeah, I, I, so I, I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri, so a lot of times I'll extend my Craigslist tomfoolery out to Kansas City to see what's out there. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll just look, you know, Saab Vigan, nothing. Volvo V70R, nothing. Like, what? Like, what? Come on. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Kansas City.
2: Yeah, Kansas City, they haven't, they're not that into the weird, uh, mm. yeah, not a lot of Saab Viggins out there, I can imagine, or anywhere. Although, actually, I park next to a Saab Viggin in my parking garage here in Philly.
1: It's always nice to see.
2: Yeah, it's a gold. It was the worst one. It's a gold five-door, but still, oh. it's a cool car.
1: Well, it, make sure you take take it all in before the person wraps it around a tree the next time it rains. <laughs> right. That's yeah. right,
2: Or just can't find parts for it anymore and cast it off on Craigslist, presumably, to somebody else.
1: Exactly. And yeah. that's when I will fly in, <laughs> purchase it sight unseen, and try to drive it back to Denver.
2: So we have a sob obsession here is, is, what I'm, is what I'm trying to, is what I'm understanding. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was never really into sobs until they went out of business. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> tell me more. Do
2: you, do you kind of feel though that it's like fleeting? Like there's, you know what I mean? Like in 10 years, this is going to be laughed at, right? Like nobody, like Peugeot, right? Like Peugeot right. went out of business in the nineties, right? And in, in, in America. And uh, and now nobody has one. don't you think? Saab is kind of going to head down that that road.
1: It, they they are, but I mean, they seem to be hanging on for the time being, just because yeah. the interior build quality was yeah. pretty good for the time. But right, it but it is approaching a cliff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have a I have a scale model of a nine seven X, which was of course the worst car Saab ever made. And when I saw it, I bought it at a car model store in Europe. And when I saw it, I said. I can't walk away from this place without buying this so right yeah,
1: yeah. the, the it, buying the Saab Chevy trailblazer
2: yeah I have the tra- in badge engineered trailblazer that I bought in a model car store in Italy where that car will never ever
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it, it, I, I've seen like on top gear and stuff how I, a lot of people over in Europe like kind of uh, fast, uh, fantasize about like a Chrysler 300 you right. know something that is horrible here but like right. is, it, it is kind of rare over there so like I just imagine the Italian shop owner like trying to sell this rare Saab sport right. utility right. vehicle. I
2: thought it was, oh this is, this is the kind of cool stuff that, that's cool unique Saabs that America got. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, this thing out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. yes.
2: They just do an aero version of that with that, with that big V8 from the Trailblazer SF,
1: right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to start looking for Craigslist. Oh god. <laughs> Dave, stop. <laughs> Step away from the computer.
0: <laughs> oh. You could do the the same thing happens with beer though. Like you you get like uh like fosters here. Oh, okay. Nobody in Australia drinks fosters. You're right. right.
2: It's a, it's a it's a worldwide thing, right? You want what you can't have. Yeah. Right? Right. Like that's that's how it is everywhere. I mean, I heard in Japan they're interested they're in, for a while they were into like the Chevy Astro. I'm like, oh, wow, you can, you can have
1: them. <laughs> like, I will box one
0: up and ship it to you. <laughs> you
2: can have all, I will find you as many as you want. Just, you,
0: know. you send us skylines. We'll send you Astros. We'll yes. call it good.
2: Yes.
1: You know what? It, this, right. ma- this makes me think of my buddy, Joe, who was obsessed, obsessed with that all black burger that Burger King put out in Japan. Did you hear about this? It had like a black yeah, bun. Sure. Yeah, yeah, black bun, black cheese, squidding cheese. Like he was obsessed with it. Like he wrote like a sonnet about it. He was just oh man. But it's what we can't
0: have, you know. Yeah. Right.
2: Whether it's whether it's good or not, you know. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I've never written a sonnet about like my wife.
2: Sonic, but we all express ourselves in different ways you know some of us create a podcast you know
0: what i mean yeah (laughs) yep
1: and then ian just doesn't talk about feelings at all nope (laughs) not allowed
2: so so we
1: kind of touched on this a little bit but i'd really like to talk more about uh traveling for cars and purchasing cars at a distance right because this this seems to be a recurring doug theme and ian has also done it as well
2: yeah it's uh when you when you want specific unusual cars you don't have a lot of a choice right so my my initial thing that I did when I bought cars far away was that I just uh, flew out there and, and bought them and drove them home um, with no mechanical inspection of any sort. And that never once worked out. Uh, <laughs> I, started, so I, started, I started getting mechanical inspections, and that has worked out a little better, although it's I, I now think it's like a 50-50 kind of thing.
0: Okay. All right. So –
2: what have you done? You, you, where did you go to get a car?
0: So my R32, um, I lived in Oklahoma City at the time, and I drove to Fort Worth to get it. Yeah. And that was completely sight on unseen. Um, yeah. And I like basically just like looked around the car before I handed them a check. Um, right. but, but So this was, this was my criteria. This is what sold me on the car was that, I mean, first of all, I drove up and it looked great. And then the two things that sold me on it were were I checked the radio presets.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. That is a great idea. Right? Yeah, for sure. Because if they're listening to crazy shit, you know, they're probably crazy.
0: Yep. So 100% classic rock. I think like the first thing that came up was like Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) And he had like a Hawaiian shirt on. And then there was a bucket full of car cleaning material in the trunk.
2: Done. Yep. Okay. That is absolutely brilliant. I mean, that, wow! I, I really think I really think you can learn more just asking the seller about his personal situation than you can asking him about the vehicle, right? Absolutely.
1: No, that's a good idea.
2: Yeah, I think just talking to these people and finding out like what their deal is, why are they selling, if they're evasive, if they seem like an asshole, if they seem flighty, uh, you know, then maybe maybe they're not the best person to be buying from. But oh, I have every. Ma- I mean, when I bought my Ferrari, the guy had every maintenance record in a three ring binder, and he said to me. He said to me, he he apologized and he said, I'm sorry, I didn't have time to laminate the (laughs) last (laughs) one.
1: And you should have just walked
2: out. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, You know what? That's all right. I'll be okay. And we drove that car nine hours home and it was just fine for a year. So I, you know, that was. That was a good situation. Then you know when I bought my Mercedes station wagon, that story's in that book, the guy locked himself out of his own home. Yes. Yeah. To yes. God that I had never bought that car. I put like 8 grand into that car in the year that I owned it. And oh.
1: That's
2: the difference between I laminated every service record and I locked myself out of my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so so do you have your eye on anything that you would travel for or do you what are your n- like, you know, given that you've done this quite a bit, what do you have criteria for whether or not you would travel for a car? How rare does it have to be?
2: It doesn't have to even really be all that rare. I just, I, when I decide I want a car, I, I don't want it in a month. I don't want to wait. I want it immediately. Yeah. If, there's one, if there's one that's in California and I need to go out to California to get it, I have no qualms about drive. I've done thousands and zillions of cross country drives. I got no qualms about shipping if I have to, especially now that I have, that I'm buying cars to write about. You know, there's a there's a turnaround that I have to basically have to get the car within, right? Like I asked the readers on December first, and if I don't have that car by six weeks later, they're like, "What happened to you, buddy?" And I'm like, "True, Man, I'm trying to buy like an exotic car here. It's hard." <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah, I I got <clears throat> no qualms about flying, shipping, especially now that I can tax deduct a lot of this stuff but it's, it's, it makes it an even easier decision you know nice. yeah
0: well and you there's that story so going back to the, like it doesn't even have to be all that rare there was the story about the in your book about the e63 amg wagon which is a, a favorite of ours in the oh yeah as well yeah but the uh, like i think it, i think it was that one they didn't have the color combination you wanted yep but you bought it anyway and then you the, the one you wanted showed up like a week later or something
2: yeah, right. And, and you know, you just never know, right? So, I got that when that car was, was pewter.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Was pewter over gray. But, you know, I mean, what was I supposed to do? I mean, I, you know, the, the, there's 197 of those 2nd um, first-gen E63 wagons so in the whole country. So, that was one of those where you just kind of paid what they were asking the second it showed up. So, I, I did that.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's basically what happened with my Turbo X. I bought that in…
2: Yeah, right. What are those. I mean, when was the last time you saw one of those on the road, aside from your
0: yeah no, yeah i mean Not i've never awesome. seen well i actually did see a wagon once and i actually like i pulled up next to it in the parking lot at keystone um i was just like behind it go driving into keystone and i was like and it was i was like three months into my six months sh- search for one and i was like well this is just awesome so i talked to the owner for about 15 years your,
2: yours is, is yours a wagon
0: it is yeah mine's a wagon automatic because my wife insisted and I was I wanted no nav too. Um so that was my that was my criteria.
2: There's one of those that I know who lives near me here in Philly, but other than that, yeah, you never see that car. So yeah, I mean if you want to find someone like that, what the hell are you supposed to do? You know? Yeah. Did, yeah. W- did you have to try travel to find yours?
0: Yeah, mine was in mine was right by uh Dulles in Virginia. And wow. yeah. So that was and I did that by myself in in just two days. Uh you
2: drove home? Yep oh wow yeah i, mean, I flew in I I, he, Kansas in a in a in a saab turbo you know nothing like being 900 miles from the closest uh <laughs> the
0: yeah closest <laughs> yeah that was a little nerve-wracking and my wife was also like heavily pregnant so this it was like yes <laughs> you you were on a deadline yeah it was it was not the smartest thing like this was our family car because i'm a yeah. moron and uh Yeah, so I had to. I get. I got there, and it did get a pre inspection. It got, uh, yeah, uh, you know, a a whatever pre sale inspection, and it, it had to fix a few things. And the seller took care of all of that. And then I came already with the check and everything, and a coworker picked me up from the airport, and he was just like, so what is this that you're doing (laughs) and why (laughs) Yeah, it sounds crazy to a lot of people but to us yeah like i i just do it i had to buy him like five drinks before it started making sense to him and then he was don't uh,
2: realize if you're looking for a certain car you're just not gonna find it locally. i have a buddy of mine who's right now who's in denver actually he's looking for a a very specific land cruiser and the land cruiser market has gotten real hot in the last couple years yeah and Mm. uh and he's not finding these and he refuses to look at cars like in Texas or Washington or, and I'm like, dude, you're not, it's not going to happen. You know, you it's just simply isn't going to car. If you want to find the right car, you got to be willing a to jump on it immediately. Yes. And B, if you got to travel across the country, this is one of the drawbacks of living in a giant country, you know, and it's one of the benefits of living in the Northeast. I can find just about anything I want between DC and in Boston, you know?
0: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and this is something that for me, um, um, you know I like inherited from my dad because like my first car he drove well, we lived in Michigan at the time he drove to like rural Pennsylvania and this is like 2000 I guess 99 2000 he yeah. went and picked up a 1987 Audi 5000 S <laughs> and I was just like really you had to go really and then it broke down almost immediately after he got home
2: Presumably, he wanted to find one that didn't have rust, right? So that was. you think Michigan is crucial. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, yeah, Michigan's like they just the roads are just made of salt. Oh. <laughs>
2: Michigan's hell. Although I was in Vermont last month, and it was just as bad, right? Like it's crazy up there. yeah Those people put up with that. The guys in Vermont told me they go to Connecticut to look for cars without rust and I'm like, well, that's <laughs> oh wow. Connecticut is your rust-free climate. We're in when an unusual situation.
1: <laughs> Besides <laughs> Florida, are there any areas where you would just kind of think twice about uh, purchasing a car from?
2: Yeah, well, definitely rust. Vermont, you know, Vermont, Minnesota, Michigan, uh, wouldn't I wouldn't touch a car from up there unless I had a very thorough inspection, and a ton of pictures. Yeah, um, and frankly, even some parts of the Northeast, Boston and New York, you have to be careful. You know. Okay. But, but I generally try to avoid Florida cars, even if they're in good shape, because there's just so much crap that goes on in Florida, and you just never know, right? Yep. I mean, there's just so much fraud and bullshit that goes on in Florida. I just worry about all that. The, there's so I'm, I'm trying to avoid Florida cars.
1: No, yeah, you're exactly right. There's not a, a, a Twitter account called Kansas Man. There's a right. Twitter account called <laughs> Florida Man. That's right.
2: That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a combination of so many factors, right? There's no state income tax. The weather's great. The you know, it's, it's there's a million reasons why people go down there, and there's just so rampant fraud. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a part of it.
1: We do not blame you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So e- while we're kind of on the topic
0: of traveling, uh, we want to talk to you about automotive uh pilgrimages. Yeah, you've got that great story in the book about going to Pebble Beach, which is something I have oh, always we, wanted to do. We want to so bad. I've been I've been to Pebble Beach but not during the, not during yeah. the car show.
2: Well, it's a blast. You guys really ought to go. It's 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 one of the most amazing experiences. It's totally worth it. I mean, you'll see everything there. Every type of car. It's, it's it's insane. Pebble's the only moment every year where I come home and I think to myself like maybe I'm tired of cars for a, a couple weeks, you know, like I'm oh. good
1: like we saturation huh
2: Bayrons two years ago whoa and, uh, you know street park they're just sitting there and uh, some of them and it's like it's crazy it's just a different world last last year i was in a traffic jam but between a Konigzig and a pagani <laughs> 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 i got pictures i mean it's insane it's, it's a crazy experience you know
0: wow so, so can you talk a little bit about what it's like to go there as like a a a normal human and not an ultra 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 rich person yeah
2: people think that you have to be rich in order to to have fun there but the truth is you don't have to go to a single event in order to enjoy pebble just walking around carmel which is the, the town where the most of the stuff happens just walking around there uh you'll see i mean everything people driving around and i saw a 250 gto on the road people driving around in in long wheelbase california spiders mclaren f1 f50s last year there were like four f50s driving around because there was an f50 event oh yeah yeah it's just like you don't you literally have as long as you can get yourself there and put up yourself up for lodging which is not cheap in that area as long as you can do those two things you you don't have to go to a single thing you don't have to be rich at all you just have to sort of know the right places to go and it, it's a blast. I mean, it's a total dream. It's one of the great events, and you can see everything. They got vintage racing, and they have auctions, which are these, which are you know nail-biting, crazy, and everything. They got shows, old cars, new cars. It's it's amazing. It's an incredible, incredible event. I don't think there's a lot of so- Turbo X sobs there. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: we'll bring the first.
2: Yeah, you can bring your, and people would appreciate. I promise you. You bring that car to Carmel, and there's people driving around in F50s. I guarantee someone walks up to you and says that's a cool turbo x man <laughs> <Something
0: like that. laughs> and i'll be like check out how many cheerios i have in the back of it oh <laughs> uh, so, so what what else would you consider
1: an automotive pilgrimage is there anything else like on your uh like say your car bucket list automotive bucket list that you'd like to check off that uh, yeah,
2: i'd love to go to goodwood
1: actually. oh yeah us too
2: Um, look, I think it's really cool. I would love, I've done Amelia Island a couple times, which is a little bit more laid back than Pebble and it's very nice, but I don't think it's, it's more of a regional thing, I think. Okay. Um, and, uh, going to Monaco is an incredible experience and and I think just about any car enthusiast should do that, whether it's for the race or not.
1: Yeah. 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 I really enjoyed that chapter in your book because I mean, that just sounds like, uh, like trying to imagine a billion dollars, like you can't just put your, you just can't visualize something like that and then you see all those kinds of cars in in monaco you just like i just can't imagine seeing all that in such a close period of time
2: it's hard to imagine even leaving like we were there for Bastille day two two years ago in 14 and that was life-changing we saw I, I got passed by a 288 gto on the highway on the way in we saw an enzo analog ferrari drive around and like it's just uh it's like mecca like everybody kind of attracts and yes you don't get to see the cars going really fast and yes it's mostly people who are trying to show off but like Outside of a dealership, you can't reliably count on being able to see these vehicles in any legitimate setting, except for you know just sort of walking around on a weekend in July in Monaco. I mean, I saw an LM002 there, right, which is like non-existent. What just sitting there smoking a cigarette outside, and I'm like, oh my god! Because
0: yeah. Europe. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So, yeah. so the other thing that happened in that in that story in the in the book was the uh, the, the iPod incident. Yeah, um, did you? So did you end up hanging on to any of that music? Did you did you uh, did you end up liking any of it, or did you just, just throw it out?
2: I don't think I ever listened to it, but I still have that iPod. That's a great question. Totally forgot about that. That iPod is somewhere in my house, uh, and uh, you know, iPods have, I guess, gone away. Everybody's got Spotify now, right? Which is a shame because I got some great French rap I could be listening to right now. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I, that that was a crazy incident and an unfortunate one. <laughs> But that's the problem with convertibles, right? You never know when your top might get
0: slashed. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Even in Monaco, apparently. <laughs> yeah.
2: Apparently, who knew, right? <laughs> at least, at least they could be counted on to fingerprint and to give a thorough police investigation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, so one thing I wanted to ask you about really quickly, it's, I know it's not in the book; it's more recent. Is how the uh, how it's going with the V8 Vantage? Because my dad actually just bought one um in alabama i think no houston in houston and drove it home to wisconsin uh, um,
2: was, what uh, what model did he get
0: he got the v8 vantage it's got the six speed um and i think it was a 2006 i don't oh, know
2: yeah i mean mine's in 07 he got a coupe
0: <clears throat> yes yes
2: i mean i think it's a great car i i've, I've Admit that I had an issue with it at the start, wherein uh, the engine's timing got thrown off, and they had to do some some serious engine work. And that was like I can't remember how much it was, but it was like four grand or something. And um, it was that was rough. But I since then uh, I've put probably three thousand miles on it. I haven't had a single problem. Uh, It's actually at the shop right now getting an annual service, which is fourteen hundred bucks. So these cars aren't free. But um, but like it's amazing. It's so much fun. And initially with that car, I was feeling. Like I had to be fra- like I had to treat it nicely. You know? Yeah,
1: kid gloves, yeah.
2: But after a while, I was like, you know what? If I just treat this like a car, it's a lot better experience. And so now I'm driving it like you drive a like a like a Porsche owner would drive a 911. In other words, parallel parking it in. There's brake dust gets on the wheels. You don't clean it right away. And and I've I have enjoyed it a lot more since stopping. You know, treating it like it might shatter at some point. Okay. And I've had fun with it. It's a it's a great car. I think I'm going to take it to South Carolina in a couple of weeks, and and I've I've really enjoyed it. Has your dad has he said anything about it?
0: Um, he just he really he's enamored with it. He loves it. Um, he's he's all about it. Um, he, he's he likes the power. He thinks it's the right amount of power, and he likes the way it handles and yeah. and everything. And I think it's a good. It's honestly a good fit for him. And uh, he's like dailying it.
2: Yeah, good. I mean, I think and I think you can. I don't. I'm the jury's still out on reliability for me. I don't know. But so since my little hiccups at the start, it's been good. And I will say. To, to my hiccups at the start, the car sat on the dealer's lot for eight and a half months before I bought it. And I really think sitting is a bad thing for these cars.
0: Yeah, probably and
2: since I've been driving it, it just so happens that like it's been dead reliable. So I, I kind of wonder if, uh, you know, if you actually drive it and maintain it, if it'll just continue to, you know, do its thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how many, how many miles did you have on yours when you bought it?
2: Uh, 40, like just under 42, I think.
0: Oh, okay, cool. And,
2: uh, I think I just hit, I'm at like 45, five or 46 or something like that right now.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the average person isn't going to know the difference between that and the car that James Bond drives or whatever. So it just, it seems like a crazy deal for what you get. Yeah,
2: for sure. I think I'll sell mine for somewhere in the mid thirties, which is their high thirties, which is insane, right? For an Aston, you know, yeah. I've got records and yeah, it's crazy. It's a it's a total deal.
0: That's, cr- that's insane. All right. Um, what do you say? Should we play some FMK cars? We should definitely play some FMK cars. You want to intro? He, I, I would love
1: to, uh, but first I'd like to give Doug just a chance to see if there's any other topics that you'd like to talk about. Just anything else? I mean, we have no agenda. You know what? What's on your mind? What?
2: Uh, well, uh, what else is there? I don't know. Uh, whatever. I'm 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 at your guys' mercy. Whatever you guys want to want to discuss, I guess I'm I'm here. You know. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll play some FMK cars then. All right, let's let's do it. Now do I say do I say like the actual words or do we not do we shy away from profanity?
1: We do not shy away from profanity, goddammit. <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. So I'll go ahead and explain it, and I'll do the first one because it's a pretty simple one with no catch or anything crazy. So, um, yeah, this is just for the listeners. So FMK Cars is a game Ian and I play. Uh, We invented it when I was very bored at a conference in Los Angeles uh, May last year. And uh, it's the classic game, Fuck, Mary, Kill, but we play it with cars. So fuck means you get to drive it for a day. You hit it and quit it uh mary m uh it is your new daily driver uh wonky aston martin handbrake uh weird electrical issues or whether or not it's a mitsubishi mirage you know that is your car every day and k means you send it to the crusher like doug has with the pt cruiser (laughs) all right so first up i'm going to give you three cars and then you fmk uh this one's called bring a sewing kit cars with cloth tops uh, first up, we have a Citroen 2CV. Uh, then we have a Land Rover Defender. All right. And then, lastly, you have a Volkswagen Rabbit convertible of like the 1985-88 vintage.
2: That is an easy one. You kill the rabbit. <laughs> what
1: over a 2CV?
2: <laughs> yeah, because who? You got to drive a 2CV once. True. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see? I we were walking the other day we drove by a two c v Isn't that the coolest like coolest looking thing you got you it's know,
1: amazing yeah I, I,
2: don't I know what a rabbit is like <laughs> I'm yeah good. And true you, you obviously marry the defender because it's it's one of the great cars I mean you know because <laughs> you
0: need an exercise plan so you're just gonna be walking a lot
2: <laughs> right. yeah that's the problem but that's kind of true <laughs> of anything, <right>? yeah <laughs> but do you guys disagree what would you what would you do? Uh,
0: <sighs> I would do the exact same thing that you did. I, I, yeah, with maybe no, swapping
2: an '80s Volkswagen. Tell me, nobody's marrying an '80s Volkswagen.
1: That's true. I, I had a buddy of mine that had one when I was growing up, and I don't know. I just have very good memories associated with it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I. I stopped and pulled my car, my rental car over when I was in California because I saw a two CV in a in a car wash that somebody was you know washing with like the the spray wand.
0: Uh, so yeah, The interior probably right. Yeah, <laughs>
1: well,
2: yeah. I to, mean, you gotta assume. right? That's not a very effective. Uh, that's hilarious. To to, to
1: get <laughs> all the sheep important. dung out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. You're right. Well, yeah.
2: Because at the end of the day, when you have a memory of a car it's often better than you know you'd actually get in that car and drive it and you're like boy this actually sucks right
1: yeah that's true he he also did have spark plugs that were backing themselves out and he couldn't keep them tightened in
2: (laughs) yeah well and i'm sure it's gotten better since then
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're right you're right oh
0: doug wins fmk cars guys What do you got in? You you got one? I do, and I'm glad we talked about what we talked about earlier because this one is going to work well. So this one is called Maybe Bring a Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the first three cars on right. Denver's Craigli- Craigslist at 1:36 p.m. on a wow. Tuesday. This is great. All right, bring it on. All right, so and I have the ads up, so I'll give you all of the all of the deets. Uh, all right, <clears throat> so this one, the ad says Chrysler 2005 for sale, four thousand dollars. Click through, and it is a 2005 Town and Country touring in excellent condition.
2: does not really matter which Chrysler to this person. Apparently, we're just uh, <laughs> we're just
0: yeah. a Chrysler. Well, I mean, they only make two now. <laughs> yep, uh, 151,000 miles, uh, clean title, excellent condition, must see. All of that. Okay. All what right? what color? And do we have fake wood grain on it? Yet? We do not. It's. Aww. I don't think they did that in this body style. This Can is I do it? If I pick one, it? okay yeah
2: maroon maroon long wheel i guess all the town and countries were long wheelbase okay all right
0: maroon over gray leatherette it looks like a
2: great chrysler color combo used in about 10 years longer than they should have been all right yeah
0: (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) okay so unfortunately it gets worse from here uh (laughs) 95 accord 400 dollars. yes um I'm just going to read this because it's fantastic (laughs) because it's just great. Just like Craigslist. I, I, I love Craigslist writing. And it's literally this was the second listing. I have a five speed 95 Honda Accord for sale. I do not have the actual title due to the fact that it's a salvage. Salvage is in quotation, which I think just means stolen. (laughs) I like that he's writing it in first person, he or she. Yeah. And then it says, dealership kept sending me to the DMV with wrong slash outdated paperwork. So I said, screw it. Anyways. And then it goes on from there.
2: All right. All right. So... So he couldn't get the title, so he's selling selling it. Oh, and it has
0: a it throw it through a rod too. I was too I was too happy about the anyways part. I didn't even read the rest of it. Ah, oh, threw a rod. All so right.
2: Car number three better be pretty bad because I think this is the kill car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it only has one hundred five thousand miles on it. Yeah, price <laughs> price is negotiable. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, "Hope I can help someone out." <laughs> You're not Christ. helping anyone out by selling them that car. Oh.
2: He, he's out no absolutely not no one Slap <laughs> dealer
0: unfortunately you know. yeah yeah and i swear i didn't doctor i didn't mess with the results in any way the third one is a 2002 pt cruiser oh <sighs> cruiser all right yeah two,
2: 2750
0: or best offer it's in yep. Greeley, um so ah. it smells like cow dung and it looks like everything everything works apparently
2: does it, does it have alloys
0: um, I think it looks like maybe it has the fake alloys. Does it have? It does. Pl-
2: the bumpers body color or or, or uh, gray plastic.
0: It's the gray plastic. It, they are the fake alloys. Yeah. Um, it's also it's the same color combination. <laughs> it's maroon the, over gray. Yes.
2: Yes. God Chrysler. <laughs> what?
0: Man, we've talked um, about this before on the podcast. We've deemed that. We we've decided that FCA is the most hapless, hapless. that a multinational corporation can possibly be. Yeah, yes. And
2: it's insane because they've had so many good ideas, right? They had the LeBaron when no one else was making a convertible. They had the minivan, they had the K car. They yeah. had the the three hundred and the char- the charger when no one like was in the full size game and they yep. blew it away with those rear and yet they they like they're always like two cents away from bankruptcy, right? Like they're <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's always they're always like a complete joke.
0: Yeah, uh, snatching defeat from the draws of victory. That's that's their <laughs> MO.
2: That is exactly what it is.
0: Uh, we're, so, we're sorry to make you have to marry one of those.
2: The kill, the kill is obviously the Accord, which is a shame. You know what? Here's here's an idea. All right. Maybe the Mary should be the Accord because that body style Accord always gets stolen, and when it yeah. gets stolen, you can you can claim insurance money <laughs> and buy someone else. Oh. I like that you've
0: been playing this game for like two minutes. You're already looking for a loophole. <laughs> yes, no, Doug, right. you are you are doing well, my friend.
2: You marry the damn van, and you and you you kill the Accord because you can't even drive it if it threw a rod, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and and I guess you'd fuck the PT Cruiser, which is insane.
0: <laughs> it's the first time anyone's ever said that sentence.
2: Yep. Right. Denver Craigslist, one thirty p.m. on a Tuesday—not the place to find an auto Nope.
1: <laughs> when you woke up this morning, did you think you would say that sentence?
2: <laughs> uh, no, but you know, you never know where it's gonna go. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: Okay. All right. I have I have one. This has a catch, and then you'll have one more for us. Alright. So this one is called, this is from our, our archives, this is one Ian came up with, so this is called Light Cars, Heavy Cargo. Uh, it is the, the three lightest cars on sale in America in 2015, and then there's a catch for each of them. Okay. So in this, in the first one, it is a Mitsubishi Mirage, I'm sorry. All of your meals are prepared and cooked by Guy Fieri. Okay. After that, we have a Scion IQ. It's a Scion, right? Yeah. yeah. Not the Toyota. Yeah, so it's RIP Scion. But um, in, in this scenario, if you pick the Scion IQ, uh, you have a paving stone business, and the Scion IQ is your uh, company car. So, <laughs> so you have to haul around tons of paving stone examples or you know whatever you're going to be laying down for the day. Right. Right. Lastly, we have a Lotus Elise, which you have experience with. Right. In this, you have a sumo wrestler who has to ride shotgun at all times, and whenever whenever you're out of the car, you have to t- tow the sumo wrestler around in a little red wagon. But you get a Lotus Elise, Doug.
2: Right, but you got a sumo wrestler. <laughs> but let me ask you this: Do you have to hang out with Guy Fieri, or is he only there cooking? And then he, and then he pieces
1: out he's only there cooking and then he gives you finger guns
0: and then he's out
2: (laughs) but yeah so in that one obviously
0: you become the heavy cargo
2: (laughs) um boy this is a hard one now i'm gonna blow you away i actually like the IQ. okay um i think it's cool uh the mirage is the biggest piece of crap ever perpetrated on society (laughs) but you can't the sumo wrestler, you can't walk around with a sumo wrestler in the wagon. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, like, what, what do you want me to do? Go into Whole Foods and I got a, I'm towing a sumo wrestler around in a wagon? Yeah, he'd be your buddy. They would kick you out. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to go to any establishments anymore. That would be it.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you should stop hanging out at Whole Foods. That's your problem. You
2: a question. Oh, yeah, the guy from Denver tells me to stop hanging out at Whole
1: Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. God, Let me it- ask
2: you a question. Do I... Do I if I go to like a restaurant this guy's like sitting there with me?
0: Uh-huh, yeah, in the in the wagon, but also if you go to a restaurant, Guy Fieri is table side cooking for you. So <laughs> keep that in mind.
2: That's true the lotus i would kill the sumo wrestler is too much of an imposition i, right. I
1: married that one myself
2: oh uh, you are going what are you going you're gonna, you're 50 and you still got this sumo wrestler hanging out
1: with you uh, tr- true and on top of that i'm 6 foot 4 so it, me and the lotus at least with the sumo is quite the ordeal
2: there's no way you fit in that car. So you'd marry it and then you'd drive it for two seconds and you'd realize it's a piece of crap. Plus, what do those guys weigh? Like four or 500 pounds? Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have autocrossed a an Elise and my helmet stuck up at, uh, much higher than the windshield. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. And you wouldn't be able to, your friends wouldn't be able to ride me at least with you. Uh, yeah. The, the answer is, the answer is, uh, you would marry, I would, I'd marry the Scion. Because it doesn't seem so bad. So you throw a couple of stones in the back, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then you'd, you'd fuck the Mirage because you could have Guy Fieri cookie for one day and then you're fine. And then you kill the Lotus because it is too much of an imposition. You've <clears> gone <throat> too far. That is what that's what <laughs> it
1: that is. You're right. But I don't want to admit it yeah
2: i could have done it with the sumo just sitting there but i don't want to tow him around everywhere
1: (laughs) i i think ian knew that i would be okay with the sumo sitting there and wanted me to make him tow toe toe with the sumo wrestler like when i was out cycling yeah yeah
2: because you that's a good point because if you if it was just a sumo sitting there you'd pick the lotus obviously because you know whatever
1: right yeah you're
0: right yeah (laughs) what do you got ian all right (laughs) all right so this one is called reliability is just a word just like stranded is just a word (laughs) so these are cars that you have kind of a past with either from your book or from your articles uh with a with a reliability related twist all right right. so the first one is your 1995 range rover classic it's on coil springs and comes with a service That gives you one other 1995 Range Rover classic anywhere in the world in the event of a breakdown.
2: All right. I'm definitely going to marry this, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But
0: let me finish. So that service only works to replace your original one. So if the replacement breaks, you're fucked.
2: Right. And that would happen. There's no doubt that would happen. But I love that car. I deeply love that car. All right.
0: I know. I know you do. Okay. So the next one, and I already know which one you're going to crush, but I, <laughs> I'll i explain why I picked it after you're done. Uh, the next one is the 2007 E63 AMG wagon. Yeah. Everything is normal, except all of the electronics were installed during a week in which Mercedes had a worker exchange program with Lucas Electronics. <laughs> all right,
2: yeah. That The I mean, electronics were already bad enough in that car, so we're... Uh... Uh,
0: just don't, don't get too quick with the the kill button because the next one is a 2005 audi all road
2: okay oh boy god it
0: comes so the reliability the reliability twist goes the other direction in this one it comes with self-replenishing with a self-replenishing box of fuses (laughs) an expert mechanic who rides in a rear-facing jump seat and a sled dog team that can tow you home from wherever you inevitably break down
2: interesting Is that a stick Sure. <laughs> it, do I have to pay for the maintenance and shit on that car? It is.
0: A, I'm sorry. It is a 2.7. It's not the 4.2. Yeah, that's it's,
2: all right. I like the turbo. Do I? Yeah. Have, but do I have to pay for? I mean, the repairs. Do I have to pay for the repairs, or is that mechanic guy? Is he free?
0: Yeah. No. It's. 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 That's included. Oh boy. Yeah, and okay. in this game, money doesn't exist.
2: That all road is a pretty cool car, don't you think? It
1: is. It is a cool car, but the reliability.
2: Yeah, obviously it's – this. I mean it, I think really one of the very worst cars in my lifetime. Uh, I, I've thought about this he- heavily, and the answer is this. The the car you fuck is the all-road because that would be cool just to have that for a day. You would already need to use the mechanic though is the problem. The, <laughs> yes. You'd kill the, the Benz, which I would have killed even if the electronics were fine. I loved that car, but it had a lot of problems. Although if the current owner, who is a Jalopnik reader, if he's listening to this – it's a great car, buddy. <laughs> it's the eleven. I like that. And I would marry the Range Rover. I love that car. I wish I had that car back. I miss that thing deeply. And every couple of weeks, I'm on Auto Trader or Craigslist looking for an old Range Rover classic, even though it is the really the biggest piece of crap. I mean, absolutely. Unadulterated, but if I had two of them, it'd be a different story, you
0: know. So what what is it about about the Range Rover Classic that Besides, makes people bes- just like want? Besides masochism, right? <laughs> yeah, it's about I like it. It 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 just
2: is so cool.
1: Don't you think it's cool? I think it's cool. It is cool. Yeah. I mean, I've been looking for a Range Rover lately. What is what is happening with you, Dave? <laughs> a lot. Okay, <laughs> we all know quite a bit is happening with me, but yeah
2: people spend 70 grand on a defender the old classics look just as cool and they have more seats and they're more comfortable and just to me like epitome i mean those suvs those 70s 80s suvs one day we will be kicking ourselves for not buying them when we had the chance i swear
1: no you're you're exactly right
2: they will become a land cruisers broncos are already going way up yep one day, people will even look at the classic and say, "This thing is cool." And I will say, "I had a '95 once, and it and it stranded me three times in four months of my life."
1: Yeah, he, that's already uh, honestly coming around. Like with the OJ era Bronco, like people yeah. are people are lusting after those again,
2: which blows me away. Right? Like that's it was a terrible car. And we all know it was a terrible car, and all of these were the Scout was the biggest piece of crap. Yeah but you know this is what happens you grew up you know you had a, you, your parents had an suv you, you, you get in the world of suvs and then you want the coolest ones and those are
0: them yeah. yeah within a block of my house there are there is a scout that's like super cool it's like that uh orange and white oh, uh two-tone yeah. color yeah. God. which shouldn't work but it's just so cool i'm orange and white that that's a great <laughs> color tone <laughs> I'm a I'm a ginger, <laughs> and then and then there's also a Jeep Grand Wagoneer, and like every time I walk past it, I want it more.
2: Right, like those those Grand Wagoneers. I mean, there's that place. I don't know if you guys know this place in Texas, Wagon Master, who sells them for fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Wow, uh, yeah, it's insane. They fully restore them. They only buy cars with like less than seventy thousand miles. They fully restore them. They offer options: heated seats, DVD player. Oh and wow. And they all end up in Nantucket, but like they're they're just the coolest. I mean, that car is so cool, right? Like, yeah, you know. Wish I had a warehouse so I could store cars that I know will gain in value.
0: Yes, yes. So, what are you uh, are you interested in in starting to do that with your next car purchase? I mean, because you, you kind of do this like one year thing and you're done. Are you have you been kicking that around? Is that something you're actually going to do?
2: I don't think so because I think ultimately people like to pretend they make money on cars, but the truth is even if you buy a car for five grand and sell it for eight grand, three years later, you'd lose money, right? You, yeah. you know, pay insurance and you got to pay registration and there's stuff breaks, and your tires and oil changes. And I mean, unless you wanted to commit to holding onto these things for 20 years, you know, and, and you'd still have to maintain them. I mean, I, I just think, no, I think it's, it's legitimately impossible. I hear people all the time tell me how they make money on cars. And it's like, well, you probably just don't lose much, you know?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not destitute and sobbing on the floor. <laughs>
2: It's better than buying like a new car and lose getting all that depreciation. But you're not, you know, one's, let's be clear here. You know, you could have put that money somewhere and actually made money.
1: True. Yeah. True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, so what have you had besides the Range Rover that makes you, that makes you want it again, that makes you not want to turn it around in a, in a
2: year? The the car that I would love to buy and own for a long time is a BMW 1 Series N. They were, they were only yep. in 2011. I think that is the one of the all time great cars i had a I got to spend a night with one of those one time, and I drove the pants off it and i I really think that is it's the best car I've ever driven for sure, but I really think it's like one of the great cars ever made it was It should't have been made, but they didn't want to make it, they sort of forced it through, they only did it for one model year, and then those idiots the the demand was through the roof, and they realized, oh my God, there's actually a market for this and now they're making all these m two thirty five and like that car. Oh God, I would kill for one of those things. I mean, I wouldn't actually kill because they're like I could buy one, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're for sale. But but I love those. I would love to get one of those, and I would hold on to it for years and years.
0: They are just like painfully cool, but the problem is they're insanely expensive.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were forty eight new, and five, six years later, you're lucky to find one for forty eight used. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. There's a there's actually a dealer in Denver who's had one for sale for like I'm gonna say two years. Um, but it's got like 11 miles on it. It's the orange color, the color that everybody wants. right? And, um, but I, th- I think they have it for sale for like 70. And you know what? I think given enough time, yeah. g- he's definitely going to sell it for that.
2: Right. It's like a rich person selling their third home. If you list it and keep it for sale for five years, eventually someone will come along and meet your price when the market reaches that level. Yeah. And I think the 1M, yeah, I mean, it's not going to go down. And more and more of them are probably getting destroyed every day, right? So Probably. Yeah, I and mean, I love that car. I deeply love that car. I would kill for one of those. I think they're so cool. Nice. That's the car I would get if I didn't. If I wasn't buying weird stuff to write about. That's absolutely the car I would get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you just need to one day tell your readers to to you know let them let you drive their cars for like a week at a time in exchange for a track day in the one M. Right. Or we're IT guys. We can hack your database and
1: skew the results so that they do say BMW 1M. <laughs> <laughs> How it
2: would be boring, don't you think? Like you, I wouldn't read. I wouldn't want to read about a guy who's got a 1M, right? Yeah. Like it's Like, well, the guy's got a one series of fender, flared fenders, right? It's like, okay, well, that's that's something.
0: Yeah, just like every article would be update. I still have the best car in the world, <laughs>
2: right? I still love it. Oh, it's great. Like, I just, it's not interesting enough. It has to be something that's gonna that's gonna suck, you know. So, the,
1: yeah. The only way I would want to read those articles is if you were doing horrible, horrible things to the car, but then you would lose the car. Like if you were driving it, you know, you were off-roading it, you know, you were doing things right. like that to it. But I don't want you doing that, Doug.
2: Yeah. Well, I've thought about that, doing that with something that doesn't really matter all that much. And I wonder what the response would be. When I crushed that PT Cruiser, a lot of people got mad because, oh, you took a working car away from families. And I'm like, well, yeah, because Craigslist isn't full of, you know, right. 400 right. bucks. Uh, but you know, I always want. I thought about that, but I always wonder: like, will people get really pissed if I start beating up a you know a car? Uh, not even not a one M caliber car, but just
1: right. Like, that's huh. The
2: fear.
1: Yeah, I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let's go ahead and do plugs. Where can people find you on the internet? What's what's what are the vectors that you like to direct people how, towards? How can people buy your book? Yeah.
2: But yeah, I guess the books on Amazon, there will be a new book. But in fact, by the time this airs, the new book will probably have been written and will be out in a few weeks, months. I don't know. I, I you know, it's hard to know. Okay. Well, if you self-publish, it's pretty easy. The day you finish is the day you publish. It's not, you know, you have to wait. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, there's the books on Amazon, which is good. You should buy it. I think you can also get a paperback one. Uh, go on my website, which is DougDemuro.com. You can get a paperback there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'm on Twitter and Facebook and all those things. I'm even on LinkedIn, although I reject everyone who LinkedIn me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going to send you a LinkedIn request just so I can be rejected. <laughs> I like that.
2: accept uh, yours. I gotta, you, you, we can be LinkedIn friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that tier of acquaintance. Like, uh, yeah, okay, we can be LinkedIn <laughs> friends. We be
2: spoken. If we've spoken, we can be LinkedIn friends.
1: <laughs> I like that. Well, that's awesome. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and give the rest of the Team Clear Coat plugs. So uh, you can send us, Ian and I, FMK cars, um, at teamclearcoat at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. We'll send you stickers. Doug, we're going to send you stickers. Oh,
2: perfect.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. So uh, you can f- follow us on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, uh, Facebook at Team Clear Coat. Um, follow Ian on Instagram at I Roll So Hard, E-Y-E Roll So Hard, if you want to see adorable pictures of his child and his Volkswagen R32 getting stuck in snow and the occasional selfie with a llama. Uh, follow me on Instagram at NuckNuckGoose if you want to see me with my genitals smashed up in cycling clothes. Um, and
0: that's about it, yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, Doug. We really enjoyed your book. We we enjoyed having you on. And uh, yeah, come back anytime, Doug. Seriously, this was awesome. I'm
2: following you guys on Instagram as we speak. So thank you very much.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. Thanks.
2: All right. Later.